Hello, everybody. It's Kirk Henderson and Josh Bowe coming to you for a Sunday night edition of Mavs Moneyballs After Dark. I guess that doesn't really make sense if the sun's still up, but whatever. <laughs> the Dallas Mavericks just fell to the Phoenix Suns 130 to 126 on the ABC early Sunday game. Josh, how you doing? Doing okay. It makes sense for the early Sunday game to make it everything feel a little bit more discombobulated than it should. As I'm it does. I'm on my uh, wife's MacBook, and I my desktop PC is in the shop. So, took a little bit to get us get us going, and you know, me and Kirk both have you know pretty good uh, family obligations. So, Sunday afternoon games are pretty tough. So, let's just roll with the lean into the weirdness then. Well, speaking of weirdness, it seemed that the Mavericks got off to an odd start because Luka Doncic was not himself early. I don't want to read into this. I just want all of you, every listener that's listened to this show before, to know what's in my head. I'm going to communicate it to you telepathically right now, okay? Good, got it. So we don't have to go over what I'm thinking, what you're thinking, what everyone else was thinking, what no one will say out loud. Good, glad. Did did you see the early portion of the game? Uh, I did not. I'm sorry. So I, well, I, I, mean, I kind of followed along. I saw that Luca did not play well. The all. first half of the game, both Luca and Kyrie were pretty bad, um, yeah. inefficient. And the guy who kept them in the game was Tim Hardaway. Yep. And the Mavericks really shot the hell out of the ball as a team from three. It was like, I think they were 10 for 20 at half from, from three. And mm-hmm. that basically gave them a three point lead. You know, it, it was Kevin Durant, very good basketball player. Is, is kind of one of my, my big draws from this game. But as the game wore on, and particularly if you go look at like the box score numbers, it really doesn't make any sense how Dallas was in this game at all. I know. Uh, it's, it's free throws. I mean, just that's, that's really it. The Mavericks shot. They made 15 more. Okay, yeah, 30, so 35 to 38 right? for the Mavericks. Good Lord, that's a good percentage. And yeah. the Sun shot 20 to 25. So that's, yeah, you're right. That's basically just, just what kept them in the game. Because when you go through the, the, the kind of counting stats numbers and just hear some <laughs> basics, the Suns out-rebounded the Mavericks one fi- uh, 51 to 36. The Suns had 27 assists to the Mavericks 15. Uh, the Suns shot 55% from the floor to the Mavericks 49%. The Sun shot 35% from three to the Mavericks 30. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, 35% to the Mavericks 39.5, which means in the second half, the Mavericks effectively shot 30% from three, um, which that just that'll catch up to you. And that's OK. Then you get to some some of the the, the real defining numbers of this game. Um, the Suns had 15 second chance points to the Mavericks three, and it was a late second chance point by. DeAndre Ayton, who did yep. not have much of an offensive game, that really gave the Suns a chance to go over. And, you know, Maxi Kleba didn't play in this game. That was probably, you know, if, if you're looking for – like, Maxi would have been playing at the end of the game over Powell. And I, 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 if you're looking for, like, a silver lining, maybe that's something this that, that you can hold on to. Because Powell just – he just I mean, can't do it, and they. I mean, it's not like Maxi's a terrific rebounder either, though. For sure, no, for sure. But Powell, like Powell, challenged at the rim and got knocked all the way back past the baseline, and wasn't even in the play when Aiton yeah. gets the re. And and it's like that sort of stuff just doesn't seem to happen as frequently with Maxi in. Um, it was it was in a really like 
this is a fun basketball game. Like I'm not <laughs> super fired up about this one because it, it was, you know, Tim Hardaway going nuts really helped. Um, Josh Green had a really tough first half and then bounced back. I thought he played nice D in the second half. I think, I think, would you say, is it safe to say that Josh's first half is probably why he wasn't out there in clutch time? Yeah. And especially with the way Tim was, was shooting in the first yeah. half, even though Tim only finished with three points in the second half. Um, I think that was, that was probably the reason there. Like um, angry Kirk in the middle yeah. of the night. Like if this were like a West coast <laughs> game at night, I'd be pissed at hell at kid for having Hardaway in the game as, because for those who didn't see, Kevin Durant hit the game-winning shot over Hardaway, but it was like a reasonably well-defended shot. It's just a 15-foot, you know, pull-up. It was a solid reminder of why Kevin Durant, even at his um, age, is still considered, like, MVP, you know, all-NBA caliber (laughs) basketball player. It it looked like a practice jumper, and that's not to short-sight Tim Hardaway. It's just that Durant is like – he feels like he's almost a foot taller than THJ when they're standing Mm -hmm. out there, you know? Like, I mean, Durant's just – I mean, he's a seven footer with long arms, and and THJ is you know a solid six five. It's just there's nothing really he could have done. Right. I mean, right. That's where it's like DFS has all had all when he was a Maverick always seemed to give Kevin Durant a little bit of a challenge because of DFS's rank, like literal range. There's nobody on the Mavericks now that's a wing defender that's taller than six five, and right. that sort of thing is just that that catches up with them in matchups against seven foot, what however tall Matthews is. Yeah. Huge guy. Like one of the best basketball players on earth. Hard to really get mad about that. I, I will say that the tactical back and forth in this game was very interesting as as Josh Akogi for the Suns was it, it, 0 for 8 from 3. <laughs> it's like he meant, regressed to the mean in one game. Oh my God. <laughs> which then of course meant that that this guy Ish Wainwright had to play. And Ish Wainwright hit four or five from three. God, Ish Wainwright is huge. Six five, two hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah, he's um, a bowling ball. He's a he's a Baylor guy. <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, and Luca just I, I guess the scouting report was don't challenge Ish Wainwright. And some and if, if that's the challenge, and that might like seriously, that very well well might have been like you don't need to challenge him, like let him shoot. Right. You know, but and, and then corral Aiton on the rebounds. And it just I mean, it didn't work. I mean, that's what so that's why everyone was so scared about the Suns when the Durant trade was made. I mean, you when yeah. Paul, Booker, Durant, and Aiton are on the floor, I mean, doesn't logic dictate, all right, just don't guard the fifth guy, <laughs> you know, help off of the fifth guy. Like, don't yep. let Booker or Durant get a clean look. Make this fifth guy beat them, whoever they're going to play, whether it's Wayne Wright, whether it's a Kogi, whether it's Terrence Ross or Torrey Craig. Like, you're like, I would rather them shoot with the game on the line than any of those other four you know, all-stars for the most part. Um, and the Mavericks did, and Wainwright made the shots. Um, you know, it was, it was a really fun game. And again, every Mavericks game since this Kyrie trade feels like Mavs uh, Kings from 2003. I mean, it's just back and forth, back and forth. Like, the fourth quarter was a lot of fun, even if uh, Mavs fans are pretty mad. Um, I mean, both these teams, like, it's not like one team went cold for a quarter. Like, these each quarter... I mean, no team won a quarter by more than the Suns winning the first by six. Or no, sorry, the Mavs won the, the second by nine. But otherwise, it gets pretty back. Like every other quarter was almost a one-possession quarter. So, I mean, neither of these teams went on like a big enough run to to take control of the game outside of what Phoenix did in the first, you know, 10 minutes maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was a weird game because it's like part of it, I'm watching that fourth quarter 
and I'm watching Luke and Kyrie kind of like will this thing to the finish line. And I'm like, this is why you make the trade, right? Like yep. you, you, you don't win a game like this unless you have two all-star. Like since that Kyrie, Kyrie shot making was disgustingly yeah. cool. Like yeah. he just had a couple where it's like, Oh my God, nobody else in the league can take these kind of shots. Right. And I keep like watching this game and watching that Sixers game. I'm just trying to imagine what would those games have looked like if the Mavericks just didn't really make a big trade and it was still Spencer and Dorian on the team and without another major addition. I'm like, they probably lose both of them. Like, uh, it's just it's not a slight to those guys. It's just in these big games, like talent wins. Like, it's almost uh-huh. always talent wins unless you have a, you know, sometimes some things happen, but. There's not a lot of upsets in the NBA. In the NBA, uh, like I, I saw something the other day on Twitter where it was like, I mean, basically the, the NBA champion from the last 25 years, it's either it's a top four seed from either conference. Like there's, well, just, it might even be a top three seed. Yeah, like I think I think the fourth seed only won it like once. So it's like no. you know, it's talent. Talent wins. So I, I just have a feel, you know, despite the fact that the Mavericks created some extra weaknesses and deficiencies with the trade, because like you, you've said almost every podcast, you know, the two for one, they lost a starter despite how good Kyrie is like that's causing some problems, but like, I just don't think that they can, they can match up in these last two games if they hadn't have made that trade. So yeah, to be one and one in those games is a little disappointing when you could have won both of them. Uh, but it, I also can kind of see like, I can see the end game clearer now with what they have right now than I did a month ago. You know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I can see where this team can become a contender, where if the Kyrie thing works, if he's on good behavior, if they can re-sign him. Again, these are big, big ifs, but it's like I can at least see it. Um, yep. If they can keep him, make another move or two this summer, you know, to replenish the wing depth that they lost with Dorian going out. You know, you can see the path to them being good, you know, being, you know, a top four seed, top four seed in this conference or a top four team in this league. So. Again, it's disappointing, but the path the path is a little clearer now, despite the losses, uh, despite this loss. I think. Yeah, and you know, I talked to a non Mavs fan who watched the game from start to finish because you and I, I, I <laughs> caught the the second quarter and fourth quarters. Um, I was third and fourth. And and the Mav, the non Mavs fan I talked to described this as a game full of grifting um, <laughs> from either team to where, you know, I. I we were having kind of an interesting post game discussion about because towards the end of the game, Luca and Booker got into a tiff um, where like, like I don't understand why Luca or I'm sorry, why Devin Booker would talk to Luca at all. Like at all. It has Um, not worked out. That's not how these guys are wired. I know. I know. But it just, it's, it's, he, he ginned him up right before the end. And that's something that Luca's going to, that's going to simmer with Luca for a long time. And but, especially after he missed that bunny. Like we didn't even talk about. Yeah. That and like Luca got to the line a ton, 19 <laughs> free throws and he was 17. He hit 17 of them to his credit. Um, two of the only three missed Mavericks. For, uh, uh, I wonder shots that... or I'm sorry, free throws all game. And you know, Luca, go ahead. I was, I just to decide. I wonder if that's the most free throws he's made in the game. It's got to be up there. 17. That's an interesting question. You, you keep going with your point. I can look that up. On my so it's, it's it's one of these things that I've just sort of been we've been talking about in terms of I I think the Luca Luca is has eclipsed into fully into kind of like villain 
mode and not even like villain like a lot of non-mavericks fans that watch the nba are now fully worn out of, with the luca experience um they don't like him talking they don't like how he is james hardening the shit out of things and it's not fun for 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 people to watch him complain that said i i i think that you know, a couple of tweaks to this roster. Cause like Luke only had like four assists, I think. And like mm-hmm. Lucas game is, is, is predicated on passing. Like he, he scores really because he passing. can. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it's one of these things where it's, I don't know, more shot makers. Like there was a, and it, like Kyrie Irving had eight uh, makes off of Luca passes in the previous game. Like that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how many times has that ever happened in Mavs history? Because despite how many open shots he gets guys. And I don't know, I'm kind of rambling at this point because I, I'm just I'm a little bit disappointed that this season has because of of just circumstances. Luca's kind of fully crossed over from the guy. Like everybody recognizes how good he is, but he's no longer like the Wonderkin. That's yeah. not yeah. It, and that happens to everyone though. That's yeah, it does. Fair. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Always, the shine wears off, and and Twitter does what Twitter does, and and goes after. But I understand. Yeah, it is. I did notice on my timeline that if if I was seeing tweets and it wasn't a Mavs fan or it wasn't a Suns fan, it was generally like, I hate both of these. <laughs> like I hate, I, I don't like watching Luca. I don't like Devin Booker. So I've yeah. definitely noticed a shift too. Um, by the way, I did look it up. 18 is the most he's made free throws. Luca has made in the game. He's done it twice. He did it earlier this year against Houston. And then funny enough, he did it against Phoenix in 2020. So 18 is the most free throws he's made in the game. So he almost got there. Um, yeah, I don't know. So this was fun. I liked it. Yeah. I would do it again. The Mavericks <laughs> are sixth. The Suns are fourth. With the the way the Western Conference is sort of yet to shake out, I think you I think you could say there's an outside chance these two teams play each other. Either the the Suns would continue to climb. I mean, there's actually there's a number of ways that these two right. teams could play each other because if if the Suns are going to play like this, like they've won three straight with Kevin Durant, <laughs> like yeah. they're third they have 36 wins and then. Kings have 37 and Memphis has 38 and Memphis is about to enter a world of pain. I think yes. um, because, you know, de- uh, what was it? They, they had uh, Brandon Clark tore his Achilles tendon out for the year. Secretly um, like a huge part of that team. He, yeah. Really effective guy. And then um, Dylan Brooks, uh, who is often the other team's best player, got his 16th <laughs> technical and he's going to miss games. He matters to them. And then John Morant had his social, like his social media incident over the weekend. And the he's missing two games that the, the Grizzlies and he have agreed that he's missing. But I like the NBA will absolutely suspend him too. Like, yeah, he, no, broke, he broke some rules there. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he misses both Mavs games. Um, yeah. Well, there's three you know, more Mavs games. You might miss all three. They have a back to back. Okay. Well, yeah. uh, they play well, the twice thir- in a row. I don't know if the, it's back to back. The third one isn't that far away. It's like a week after that. So, yeah. So, it's anyway, I bring that up to say that, like, there's a chance the Suns could rise. And, like, I just because of how the Mavericks are playing, I don't see them like going on a collapse because they have too many soft spots in the schedule up ahead. But I also don't see how they go on a run with this defense. You know? Yeah, yeah. The defense is probably the thing we have to talk the most. I mean, we don't have to talk too much about it, but it's just like it's it's just like non-existent in a way that's you know it doesn't like. What's weird is it's like. I mean, this is this is the case for all defenses, but like it doesn't matter who they're playing, and it's mm-hmm. just like 
the ease at which like you look this like you look at this game isolated and you're like well of course the suns have four, you know booker right and Paul. Where you're like, not okay. really getting mad at the, the suns. right but then you look at their schedule and it's like but they don't they don't stop anyone like it's just uh they haven't allowed under 110 po- like the last time they allowed an opponent opponent to score under 110 points was uh february 8th uh, against the clippers and luca didn't play in that game um otherwise like you just look at their schedule and and since they had those nice little wins against detroit and new orleans which which those teams are like offensively challenged right now like if they play any team that's not tanking uh it's it's like a guaranteed 115 115 points 50 percent shooting like it's and it's it's diff, even with the NBA as it is, it's just and as we're we're seeing it, you can't win that. Way. Like you can't. Like they've lost how many have they've lost since they won that Sacramento game. So Luca Luca came back Saturday, February eleventh. So they've one, two, three, four, five. They are two and six. So they're they're two and six in their last eight. Um and the deep like and that's just and you look at every loss and it's it's defense like they haven't lost a game like you don't see like a random 100 to 98 or like a 105 to 101 like they've lost almost all of those games where the other opponent has scored at least 110 even 120 130 yeah and you it's just not sustainable like it's the most like you just can't do it and you know the suns you look at the sun's shot chart i don't know if you've looked at it it's freaking hilarious like the whole thing is green Mm-hmm. Uh, they were 16 of 18 at the rim. They were 10 of 17 in the paint outside the rim. They were 11 of 20 on mid range and they were seven of 15 on above the break threes. The only part of the floor they didn't shoot above league average was, uh, the left corner three where they were three of 14. Yeah. And who so, shot most of those shots? Josh Kogi. Right. So like, think about that. The yeah. Suns scored 130 points and they missed how many corner three? Three. A lot. Uh, it's like a they mess. missed twelve corner threes, which is like the easiest jumper in <laughs> basketball. Like the the Suns could have scored one hundred and fifty tonight yeah. or today. Yeah. So like it's just and again no Maxi, but you know Maxi was on the floor against the 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 seventy sixers and the seventy sixers scored you know at will. So it's just and it, it comes back to. <laughs> Like I said, I think they, you know, they did the right thing in terms of like we got to trade for an all star if he's available, especially at a discount, and if they think that they can retain him. But they just couldn't solve all their issues. Like this doesn't get solved until the summer. Like there's just right. nothing they can really do about it. I don't think. Nope. Which means <laughs> I'm going to do my best to not get super frustrated about games anymore. I'm at lying. least they're fun. Yeah, no. Like I'd is... rather if they're gonna lose games, losing games one thirty to one twenty six is is not the worst way to like to lose games. Like at least, at least that keeps us entertained. At least they're not losing like one hundred twenty five to ninety eight. <laughs> no, that's a really good point. Yeah. Well, all right, I'm gonna go record a live show. We'll see if everybody's okay. mad. Um, yeah. how many do, the Mavs play. So was this the end of their home stretch, or do they got one more in this? Because they, they got were... one more Utah on Tuesday, and then they go on the road for one, two, three, four, five of their next six are, are on the road. Yeah, they need this win to, to, to split this homestand. Um, yeah. Actually, looking at their schedule, I mean, they do have, like, a lot of cupcakes left. Like, they play Charlotte twice. Yeah. Um, but they have a lot of road games. They play one, two, Oh, I mean, like, there's three, a case four, that they five, could get wiped. Six, seven, eight, nine. They play ten road games before the season's over. And we've they seen are, how they play on the road, regardless of opponent. 
what are they here? Where do we have our, our home road I, split? I can't find it at the moment. I got it. I got it. Uh, they are 12 and 19 on the road. Okay. So, so, <laughs> so buckle up for the, the last month here of games. God, could you imagine if they fell out? Man, I don't want to. I don't, I don't want, want to. to. I don't want to either. You're right. To, but... All right. Kirk and Josh been hanging out on a Sunday. We'll see you guys with that. Uh, Utah game that's a 7 30 start time on Tuesday mm-hmm. uh and then you know there's there's no yeah we're, we pretty much play every other day for a while which yep. will be I I like that rhythm so yeah the two days off throw me off yeah yeah that's for, for sure all right everybody be good and have a uh, good start to your week and we'll talk soon go Mavs